On this week's episode of Saturation, Kate and Grace are coming to some tough quarantine realizations. Grace goes on to break down the Call Her Daddy drama, and Kate has a big Varsity Blues update. Rain on Me is Grace's focus this week, and Kate has some updates regarding Grace's many Hollywood crushes. Celebrity drama seems to be picking up, and despite being overwhelmed, honey, we are here for it. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Saturation. We're so excited to be recording, and Kate and I were talking before this episode. There is a lot to unpack this mm. week. I'm like a nervous wreck, kind of. Not in like a bad, like anxiety-provoking way, but just... Things have been slow during quarantine, yeah. so we haven't had a really busy thing in a while. No, there just seems like really a lot... Yeah, and a lot of little things that I don't really know a lot about, so I had to do some researching. Um, do we want to kick it off with any updates or quarantine confessions? Yes. My quarantine confession Mm -hmm. is that, so today I realized because my time at home and working remote, I think is coming to an end. Oh. Perhaps a halt even. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, a halt? Sorry, you cut out. Yeah, perhaps even a halt. We don't really have an update. Okay. But I was feeling hopeful, and now I'm not sure. And anyways, I'm feeling a little depressed about it. And, like, Mm -hmm. my quarantine confession is that I realized today that I'm more scared of quarantine ending than I am it continuing. Um, I'm in the same boat as you, and I think a lot of people listening feel the same way. I feel like this started off as such an unpopular opinion and now like that people are starting to get used to it, especially working remotely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think people like my mom who like, she's like a teacher's aide uh-huh. and she's, and so she doesn't like, she has a job, but like kinda mm-hmm. and she's used to like getting her nails done and going out to restaurants. Like they're super ready for it to come back. But I think people whose like life is work. Yeah are really loving this. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. So, I don't know. It's just, it's like a weird feeling. And, like, I've essentially had, like, a summer. Like, mm-hmm. I've been home for, like, what is the equivalent of, like, a summer. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I'm not ready to go back. Like, after doing remote for this long, I cannot imagine going back to an office environment. Like, a nine-to-five. It's just... Yeah. I can't. Well, you're not alone in that. So so they didn't tell you when. You just got you just have an inkling that it's going to be happening sooner rather than later. Yeah, basically like they said we'll like a while ago they said we're going to do remote until at least June 1st. Mm-hmm. And for a while I was like, okay, I really do think we're going to go back June 1st cuz Texas pretty much opened up in May. But mm-hmm. then I keep getting these headlines of like case numbers increasing in Dallas or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. In Texas and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So last Friday before Memorial Day weekend, the boss was like, everyone just like email me this weekend how you're feeling about things. Like I'm in no rush to go back. But then my hopes got up of like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. I could get another month working remote. Mm-hmm. And um, then today, like I was getting very mixed signals on our call. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you haven't emailed me already, like, 
do it today. And then I looked at like their calendars and there's going to be like a top level discussion tomorrow about it. So I don't know. I'm just like, uh. yeah, well, I'm getting mixed signals now when like my hopes are up and now they're right, not yeah. sure and yet, 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 yeah. So. We can definitely be praying about that because that is, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. I know, I mean, for, from. I literally got on my knees and prayed today. Yeah. And I only do that when I'm really desperate. Right. Um, yeah. I know, Not to be dramatic. We all know I can be a bit of a drama queen. But. I mean, yeah, but um, <laughs> from my standpoint, I'm kind of the same, but also opposite because I'm like, well, what's going to happen when things start opening up? Because I don't have a job and I'm like, what am I going to do? And because like no, no one's hiring. I mean, I still have friends that are getting laid off like last week. So it's like this very weird dynamic of like what is going to happen when like this normal returns. I I, I don't even know what normal is anymore. Honestly, I actually want to have a more personal conversation about this after saturation because I feel like I have a lot to say on the topic. But yeah, 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 Yeah. we can discuss further. Listen, this is so funny, and I purposely didn't tell you this because I needed to do it like live on the podcast, but. Last night, I was just slumbering, as one does, and this morning, I woke up, and I had the strangest, like, thought on my mind that it's so funny. So, basically, I guess during the night, and I kind of remember now, but I had a dream, and you were in it last night, and the podcast was, like, involved, and somehow, we were in Paris. I'm not really sure why. And you had met this, like, uh, French pastry chef. He was okay. very good looking. You were like, oh, I met him a while back, da-da-da-da-da. But while we're here, he has these really good connections. And then all of a sudden, we're, like, going to this dinner with him. And and I don't know how, why this came about because I wasn't like you and I had talked last night before I went to sleep or I thought about the podcast. <laughs> Like, there was nothing on top of my mind that relates to any of this dream. Um, so we go to this dinner, and mm-hmm. then you and I are both shook, because at the dinner is Ashley Graham, which... WTF. Like, you know, Ashley Graham, she has a great podcast. Um, yeah. And she's, like, this, like, body-positive model, all this stuff. She's beautiful. Um, and you're like, oh, my God, we have to get her on the podcast. <laughs> Oh and I'm like, God. okay, like, sure. Like, she has her own podcast. Like, she, w- I mean, I'm sure she'd totally be down. And she was totally down. And so then I woke up this morning thinking, oh, my God, I've got to hurry and really prep because Ashley Graham's on the podcast today. It was like a weird, right. it was just oh funny. My God. Dude, I, I'll make this quick, but I had a celebrity quarantine dream two nights ago. And it felt so real uh-huh. that last night before I was going to bed, like I was, it was about Machine Gun Kelly. Uh. <laughs> and I was like searching him on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, like everything, mm-hmm. because I wanted him in my head when I went to bed in hopes that I would have another one. And I didn't. But the one mm. two nights ago, like the one part that's really clear to me, there was like, it was like a whole thing that there's no point in explaining because that part makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But there's this one scene that I remember so clearly that we were, like, in his room, and he was in this, like, red and black tuxedo, and I kind of, like, grabbed his arm and said, you look handsome. And, like, we weren't involved romantically at all in the dream. It was almost as if, like, I was on his team or something, and he uh-huh. goes, close the door then. Oh! And I, like, punched him and laughed, but it was, like, my heart was, like, beating in the dream, like, 
Oh, that's so funny. I know. That is funny. Real okay. My quarantine dreams have been wild. Right. I was just shook because I I legitimately woke up not remembering the dream immediately, but having this urgency like, oh my gosh, we've got to make sure we're ready today because Ashley Graham is on the podcast. Oh my god, sad. Spoiler alert for any of you listening, she's not on the podcast today. It is just us. Yeah, sorry guys. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah. Um anyway, so that's my that's my quarantine confession currently. Everything. Um do you want to do your topic of the week first or shall I? Yeah, I'll do mine okay, first. Good. Um so I Juicy wasn't totally one. sure about, Yeah, I wasn't totally sure about my topic of the week. I think I even thought about mentioning this last week, but mm-hmm. everything has like unfolded since then, so I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. But Kate was asking about this today, and I was like, oh, what a great topic. So if you guys follow at all the Call Her Daddy podcast, um, that's like Barstool puts it on or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you'll know that it's hosted by Sophia Franklin Alex Cooper. Well, a couple weeks ago in quarantine, I want to say it was maybe May, maybe April, they put out a podcast, and there's a part in the podcast where they kind of pause and and Alex is like I can pause it and Sophia's like no no it's fine just just know that like there's a lot going on behind the scenes right now and it could change as soon as next week and like they left and she said and Sophia has she's talked a little bit about her boyfriend and they call him suit man on the podcast and she said something also in this episode of just know that me and Suitman's relationship has gotten very different. So when she said this, I'm thinking, oh, the things that are, that are changing are her not having a boyfriend next week. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a lot more than that. Wait, so, can I ask a question? Yes. So you do you regularly listen to this podcast? I am a fan of this podcast. I listen every week, yes. Okay. So for my side and of I, it, when mm-hmm. when I started doing some research, and then you and I were talking about it, and for anyone that isn't that isn't familiar, it is a for, this is how I would interpret it. It is a podcast yeah. ran by two women for women, basically, because yeah. it talks pretty explicitly about sex. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. It's all about like sex and relationships and okay. things that girls are too scared to ask and. I was like, uh, yeah, I was, I was so confused because I was like, how do I not know of this? But then whenever I looked it up, I was like, oh, this is why this, like. Not a lot of guys listen. Yeah, yeah. check none of my boxes. Like, makes right. sense. Right. So. But it's really popular among girls. Like, it blew up. I think yeah. Barcelona picked it up a little over a year ago and it blew up, like, overnight. Like, yeah. these girls were nobodies. Right. And the owner of Barcelona, his name's Dave Portnoy, he's important later on in the mm-hmm. story, found Alexander, or he kind of knew Alex. Al, we'll just call her Alex, through she, a mutual friend. She was on unemployment at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of knew her through a friend and found her podcast and thought it would be great. And they signed a contract. Um, I think it was for like $75,000 $75, to start out. And then it ended up blowing up. So they got bonuses as the right. year went on. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The, the contract kind of changed as they grew. Mm-hmm. But... Because they were owned by Barstool and Barstool took a risk on them, it definitely favored Barstool. 
Well, the girls started hearing, I guess, that they're making far below industry standards and they could be making a lot more and they should shop around and all this stuff. So they kept hearing oh, they kept hearing this from people, like you're making way less than industry standard, yada, yada, yada. So they started mm-hmm. doing some research and Sophia's boyfriend, Suitman, who had always been anonymous to us, mm-hmm. and the story originally, like we hadn't heard from the Call Her Daddy girls in weeks. They posted like one thing saying free the fathers, mm-hmm. which made us think they were being held captive, couldn't talk about things, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And then, I also wanted to ask you, uh, sorry to interrupt, about the podcast like leading up to the last few. They were using all those like the titles were like really interesting names like Prisoners of Azkaban or one of mm-hmm. them was like some help us spelled backwards or something. Oh, yeah. Super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that is an important detail. Um, so, like, last week, Dave Portnoy, the owner of Barstool, um, makes a video. It was either on Twitter or Instagram Live. I don't and remember And he has what. a podcast, too, right? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. He's, like, a big – he's, like, the Barstool personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. The face of it, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he basically told the whole story from his lens. And, like, something that he said was, I don't lie. Like, I've never been caught in a lie publicly. Like, I tell the truth because it gives me credibility. And here's the story of what happened. And he tells the story of basically the girls wanted more. And Sophia's boyfriend, Suitman, who had always been anonymous to us, started helping them. And Dave Portnoy exposes his name as Peter Nelson. He works for HBO. Mm-hmm. So, um, Peter Nelson... Suitman was helping the girls kind of shop around and find better deals. However, Barstool owns the IP. So the girls are going back and forth with Dave negotiating their contract. And Dave is kind of, he's, mm-hmm. he's negotiating, but he's like not giving them everything they want. And then he didn't hear from them for a while. And he invited them over and the girls went there. And we later find out that they saw this meeting very differently. Sophia, who dates Suitman, saw it as a as like a courtesy. Like they were going just to hear him out, but they already knew that they were going to go with someone else. Mm-hmm. And Alex actually went in with an open mind to hear him out. Well, during this meeting, he tells them that they only have to stay with Barstool for another year, and then he will give them the IP. Mm-hmm. Apparently, getting the IP is everything. Like yeah. only two people have done it before, and it was like Howard Stern and like. David Letterman, some like crazy, like successful people. So Alex leaves being like, holy shit. She said she was like pressing the button so fast, like, holy shit, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Couldn't believe they got this incredible deal. And they got like 50% of merch or something. It was like a really good offer that they were Mm -hmm. not expecting. Mm -hmm. Sophia, her perspective was this doesn't change anything. And, And Alex is like, what? And Alex goes on to say that, and like, Mm-hmm. I'm kind of switching between the stories because Dave and Alex is like all the stories pretty much line up. There's not much difference in stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like switching between perspectives. So, um, Oh, also, uh, also I, whenever I asked you about this, I looked up the IP cause that term was thrown around a lot. And so if you don't know what that means, I did not. That stands for inter- inter- intellectual property, which is literally like you said, Grace, everything. That's like it's like the name, the yes. phrases, the logo, yes. everything. Yes. Yeah. Like you can't you can't remake intellectual property, like unless it's something completely different. 
And like, had they joined with another company, they would have had to have a different name, like pretty much mm-hmm. a whole different brand or Barstool could sue. Right. Because they're under contract. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Gosh. So it wasn't like they could super easily just get out of their contract. It's like, whatever. So Alex thought it was an amazing deal. Sophia didn't. And then they're going back and forth with lawyers and Alex eventually gets her own lawyer because she and Sophia are on totally different pages Mm -hmm. and they're communicating. And like, no matter what Sophia would ask for, if she would get it, then she would ask for more. If she would get it, then she would ask for more. And Alex started realizing she's never going to be satisfied. And from Dave's perspective, he said, like, this boyfriend of hers, suit man, mm-hmm. Peter Nelson, went to bat for her yeah. to get this new deal. And so she can't just leave him in the dust after he's done all this work for her. Right. So then. And the I think story- I think that I don't know. This is just what one of my friends was explaining to me. She got a lawyer first. Right. Because Alex got a call that was like, wait, like what is this deal? Like what's going on? And so then that's, yeah, like you're saying, she had to get her own lawyer because it was clear that their, 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 um, opinions on the issue were completely different. We're completely separate. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the timelines of people telling their story, it goes Dave Portnoy and Dave Portnoy, he's a big personality. He is Mm -hmm. not afraid to troll. So he starts, he throws out the name Peter Nelson, which no one had heard before. Oh. And he starts, like, trolling Peter Nelson. Like, mm-hmm. hating on him big time and gets the whole world to hate Peter Nelson. So now everyone hates Peter Nelson. <laughs> then Sophia gets on her Snapchat story mm-hmm. and tells her side of the story. She was maybe on for, like, a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Didn't really say anything groundbreaking at all. She has no ground to stand on. That's why. That's no, 100% like, why. Yeah. Yeah, she just kind of did like a quick mm-hmm. sort of, I can't talk about this, yada, yada, yada. And then like a couple of days later, Alex makes a 30-minute a long YouTube video explaining mm-hmm. everything. Pretty much what Dave told us, but with the perspective of her and Sophia's side conversations mm-hmm. and just how different of pages they were on, mm-hmm. which we didn't really get from Dave. Mm-hmm. So then after all of this, we come to find out that what's going to happen is Alex is hosting Call Her Daddy by herself. She took the deal from Dave and is going to do it for another year with Barstool, take the IP, and Call Her Daddy is now, yeah. like, pretty much. And Sophia is, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, she's getting uh, she's getting 75% of the IP. And then if Sophia wanted to come back, they would have been able to make it 50-50. So each of them had half of the IP. But I guess she didn't want that at the time. And I, I just looked them up on social media because, you know, I like didn't know anything about it. And, like, she, her name has gone from everything. Like, totally, I mean, the uh, the art for the podcast has totally changed. and Yeah, and it's so funny because, like, on social media I keep seeing these things of, like, I listened for years to these girls talk about how you mm-hmm. should never sacrifice anything for a man. And Sophia just let go of everything yeah. for man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of just sad and tragic. But yeah, honestly, with everything that's unfolded, like there there aren't differing sides. Like I feel like everyone is on Alex's side and everyone like hates Sophia and Suitman now. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much where everyone stands. And Alex is releasing her first episode by herself tomorrow. 
uh, well, when you guys are listening to it, it'll be out. So yeah, um, I'll be really interested to hear how that goes. And sorry, that was kind of like a long strung out story, but well, it was very, it was a long strung out situation. Yeah. So there's so many details to it. And just by happenstance, yeah. after you decided to do this as your topic, I was listening to the um, Comments by Slubs podcast this week, and they did like a whole breakdown with like timeline and everything. So, I mean, it, there's so much to unpack from it, it seems, and just a lot of details, like crazy. Yeah. Uh, also, Thanks. I just wanted to point out to you in case you didn't see this, because I just I saw it whenever I was doing my little research. In the Call Her Daddy um, uh, Instagram page, it mm-hmm. is uh, in the bio, it says Cancel Suit Man. And then oh, it has wow. 1.4 million followers and only follows Alex and Dave. Oh, my God. And I will say, I didn't watch the video that Alex did, but I heard that the very end, the video ends, the screen goes black, and then it comes back, and it's like her, and she says, I'll call you effers on Wednesday. Iconic. Yeah. Or, sorry, I'll Iconic. see. I'm sorry. I'll see you effers on Wednesday. Iconic. Yeah. I don't even know her, I- but that's iconic. I know, and um, yeah, and the whole cancel suit man thing, I think that narrative is being pushed out by Dave more than Alex, but he has access to the social media, so I can pretty much tell what Alex posts and what Dave yeah. posts, Right. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's all very entertaining, and people have, it's been following closely, so. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to need you to update us next week, you know, when you listen to the episode and see just what happens. Yeah, I'm really excited. She, just, I just looked at her story and she said midnight, so. Oh, so good. Well, and I just think, like, I just feel bad for Sophia because it, it really yeah. seems like she screwed herself over. I mean, there's... She did. She screwed herself and she put herself in a position that she couldn't get out of. Like, oh, no, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well. That's fun. That's probably like a niche audience, but I just needed you to tell me about it because I didn't, like everyone I felt like was talking about it, but I didn't know about it and it just didn't, it wouldn't compute with, I was like, I can't read about that. Like I need to hear about it from someone like you. So thank you. Yeah. Like I feel like it's so hard to catch up on now. Like I followed it all last week, which is why I know everything. But like if I were to try and catch up now, it'd be a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Shall we do my topic? Yes. If you're a loyal listener, then you would know that by now, you'd know what my topic is going to be because I just really can't not ever talk about this when there's any headline about it. Um, but this was a pretty big one, and it, sh- it just needs to be, I just want to present you all with the facts. Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli have officially pled guilty in the college admission scandal. As you know, we've been talking about this every time something happens. They've kind of become the face of the... Co- college admission scandal and they were one of very few people that were trying to plead or well they had pled at one point not guilty um and their court date was coming up in october they were just facing all these charges all these crimes um throughout their process of the whole legal battle um some different things came to light that did help them but uh, it, it was still looking like they weren't going to be able to get out scot-free. So I just kind of want to read you guys about what happened exactly. Um, um, 
Laughlin and Giannulli were accused of paying $500,000 in bribes to the mastermind of the national admissions scandal, Rick Singer, to get their two daughters, Olivia J. Giannulli and Isabella Giannulli, accepted into the University of Southern California as fake recruits. We talked about a few weeks ago that the pictures came out of them fake rowing, etc. Um, I'm looking... So basically, last week, after asserting their innocence for more than a year, Lori and her husband Massimo uh, on Friday formally pleaded guilty in the federal court to conspiracy charges in the nation's college admission scandal. Now, it's important to note that we're in the middle of a national pandemic, so they could not actually go to court and plead guilty. Um, so instead, they did it over Zoom, naturally. Um... At a hearing, this is so funny to me. At a hearing in Boston conducted via Zoom, U.S. District District Attorney Nathaniel Gordon heard the proposed deal under which the celebrity couple each pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and mail fraud in separate arguments with federal prosecutors. Gordon will decide whether to accept or reject the plea deal or the plea deals, I guess, after further consideration of the pre-sentencing report. Neither was present in the court. They dialed in remotely from their California home. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, Giannulli appeared in a suit along with his lawyer and was seated in front of a curtained window. Laughlin, who was called in separate with her lawyer, wore a dark green high-colored ensemble and was seated in front of a tall brown coverboard. I just want to pause and say for any Olivia Jade fans, you know that this was not their house. They got this white house that's like sparkling. I don't know where yeah. these brown cover boards are coming from. I don't know. You know, their home was for sale, so I don't know if they've already moved. Or maybe it was a lawyer's home. Who knows? They didn't do this at the Giannulli compound. Let me just tell you. Um, the remote proceedings, which included more than 100 people via phone and more than 200 via video, created... Uh, some techn- technological issues, obviously. Gordon had to remind Laughlin and Giannulli on multiple occasions to unmute themselves on the Zoom call in order for others to hear them answer questions. The judge was also um, reminded several times by other people. That would be hard with that many people on one call, especially a call of that importance. Um, fast forwarding a little, the couple sentences for their deals have not been accepted. Um, they have about 90 days, but if they are accepted, Laughlin will serve two months in prison, pay a fine of $150,000, serve two years of supervised release, and undertake 100 hours of community service. Her husband, Giannulli, would serve five months in prison, pay $250,000 fine, and have two years of supervised release with 250 hours of community service. So that is around $400,000 between the two of them, and gosh, I mean like 100 or 350 hours of community service. Um, their sentencing hearing is set for Friday, August 21st at 11 a.m. And, uh, or sorry, her husband Massimo's is at 11 a.m. on August the 21st and Laughlin's is set for 2.30 the same day. I'm assuming it will still be conducted, conducted over Zoom. Who knows? Um, yeah. Giannulli's lawyer requested the hearing be moved up to July 30th, explaining that the judge will not accept the plea until... The time the pre-sentence report is created, the judge denied his request at the time and said, quote, our probation office is going through a unique period right now, so the court has generally granted them longer time than usual. 
If they do make the report available to me at an earlier time, I will let counsel know whether to accept or reject. I will try to notify your client as to my decision as to whether or not accept the plea deal. Um, so that's kind of the big news. It, it's kind of, it's unfortunate because now they have to wait all this time. Um, and it's, to me, it's a little odd that, like, for all these years, they, or, well, all, I guess all these months, they've claimed innocence, but now they've decided to um, to plead guilty, and a lot of people were saying, oh, they're doing it because coronavirus. They think that they can plead guilty and then not ever have to go to jail, but I do want to point out that um, there is a clause in the plea deal that would not allow them to get a break due to COVID-19, so um, they're going to be serving time regardless um, I don't know. I, I, I personally, I think all their Hail Marys kind of ran out, um, and they realized the only thing left to do was to cooperate. Um, obviously, if you've kept up with this, you know that at one point they were talking about years and years and years in prison. So the the playing field has changed a little bit, and I imagine that is because throughout this legal battle, new evidence and new things have come to light. Um, you know, the emails and, you know, they had that one instance of back a few months ago, whenever they were seemingly, it was a win for them. I can't remember the exact detail. It doesn't really matter because they're pleading guilty, but, um, I don't know. The whole thing is super interesting to me. I, 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 I yeah, I, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm speechless, but I, I don't know. I, one thing that I did find very interesting was that two days after this, Olivia Jade posted for the first time on her IG story sharing um, or reposting whatever word you want to use a story that she was tagged in by Skims, Kim Kardashian shapewear company. She was modeling for them. They did some advertisement on their platform and she shared it. So I thought that was interesting that Kim, the Kardashians, they're not connected to this, but they've like, I mean, they've associated themselves with her during all this. So. I thought that was interesting, too. Which we know she's, like, friends with all Kylie's friends. So maybe that... That kind of implies support. Right. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Again, we'll we'll let you guys know what happens um, as it develops. But this morning, I was like, wait. This is so dumb of me. I was like, I'm kind of sad. Like, I I enjoyed, like, when we would get to talk about this (laughs) and, like, update people. But I understand these people's lives at work. There's tons of people working countless hours on it. So I know people are ready to kind of put it to rest. I do also want to mention that um, they were the 33rd couple. Hold on. I want to make sure I tell you guys the right number. Um, I've probably scrolled past it. I had it written down here somewhere. Um Oh, yeah. They were the 33rd and 34th defendants to plead guilty out of 53 individuals charged in March of 2019, uh, including Felicity Huffman, obviously, who served her time and is now done. Yeah. Very interesting. Regardless, Lori's going to prison. So. Wild. it's, It's really wild. And a lot of, there's been a lot of talk, like, will she be able to, like, reclaim her... A jo- a- a- any job in the entertainment industry you know how will this look I don't I don't know I know I, I love her to see how it all unfolds. yeah I love her as an actress so like but I get it also yeah same we'll see very interesting we had good topics of the week 
We did. Should we do song of the week now? Yes. Okay, give it to me. We all know what mine's going to be. I know, I know. But go ahead and tell the people. It's good. It's good. It's so good. It's like... I I teased the, this last week because I knew how I was going to be feeling about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I uh, warned you guys that Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande were coming out with a song last Friday called Rain On Me. And they did. They came out with a song and a video. and Boy, like Boy, did they. I told you they're my pop queens and that opinion is only reestablished after this hit song and video like the video though yeah go stream it you guys it's good and i saw that her album is now coming out may 29th yeah wait i saw that too and i was like wait which is in three days am i reading this right i know i don't know I, i don't know we'll see i haven't seen her say that but something i watched said that that's when it was coming out which is good. The music video, good. The transitions in that music video, oh my gosh. Forget about it. I know. Mm. I'm still so shook. Um, my song of the week, I would totally second you in saying that. Um, but my, I guess my second song of the week is going to be On Me featuring Ava Max by Thomas Rhett and Kane Brown. It's very interesting because Ooh. Ava is pop. And obviously, Thomas and Kane are country, but can kind of delve in that realm. It's from the Scooby-Doo soundtrack, um, and it's just good. I love anything Thomas Rhett does, so, um, yeah. Check it out. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, you will. It's just, I mean, it's just fun. A little little changing up in the, in the country realm. Definitely. Okay. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. I have so many things to say now during yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Kate said he had a lot of saved on IG. So, I'll let you start because I probably okay. don't have any. Towards the end, I'm just going to have to start reading some off because I just have too many. But the first one that I want to bring up, Grace has already mentioned him once thus far. But I want to talk about this whole Brian Austin Green, Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly situation. Um. This, honestly, I have a lot of details, so this could have been my topic of the week, but I just couldn't ignore, ignore Lori. Um, so basically, yeah, Brian Austin Green is known from his breakout role in the original Beverly Hills 90210. Megan Fox is just known for simply being a literal smoking fox. Like, she is just, she is what it is. Um... And then, obviously, Machine Gun Kelly, singer, rapper. We've talked about him on here before because Grace really <laughs> likes him. Um, they have confirmed their split after 10 years. Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox, they've been married. Um, and so, let me just give you some details. We're going to kind of start talking about that couple and then how Machine Gun Kelly fits into that equation. He has a popular podcast, and on his podcast last week, he uh, confirmed their split. He said that last year, while she was out of town for five weeks shooting a movie, he had a dream that she came back and things between them were really off. He texted her, told her about the dream, all was normal. When she got back, it was just like the dream. Things were totally off. He was really confused. Um, He thought it was jet lag, etc. 
Then he ended up asking her about it. Like, you know, is everything okay? And she ended up telling him that she, that while she was gone, she felt more like herself and liked herself better than she had ever before um, when she was alone. Which is one interesting because, like, she has a great husband, and but she has three kids. So, and they weren't with her, I don't think, on this five months filming. So, I, I don't love that she's loved herself the most whenever she was away from her husband and kids, but that's my own personal opinion. Um, and, but on the podcast, he said that he's not mad at her because she didn't ask to feel that way, uh, which is an interesting perspective. Um, and that's when they, the couple decided to separate. Um, just kind of taking it back a little bit. They've always been a real messy couple. He proposed in 2006 and they called it off in February of 2009 then they got engaged again, and she said yes, and they got married a year later, and then in 2015, they filed for divorce, then Megan shows up with a baby month six months later, everybody's like, whose kid is this? Is it Brian's? And then they reconciled and had a beautiful family, again, they have three children, and he made it very clear on the podcast that he doesn't blame her, and he wants to remain amicable. Also on the podcast... He brought up the whole Machine Gun Kelly rumors because apparently they're filming a movie together just coincidentally, but then last week he dropped a music video for his song Bloody Valentine starring her and himself, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, The music video is very risque. Like when I tried to watch it on my phone, it gave me that sensory warning. Um, They're like in bed, he's tied up. He keeps calling her his girlfriend, and he's the best she's ever had, etc., etc., etc. So people are like, what's going on? She split from him. Now she's with Machine Gun Kelly. She was spotted out with him during all this quarantine-ish. Um, I don't know. The whole thing is very interesting, but the cherry on top of this whole messy situation is that on his podcast, he said to everyone that he knows for a fact that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are just friends, and it is the type of friend that she needed right now, and he asked his fans not to come after either of them, which is very adult of him, I guess. But all that I have to say on the topic is that no one is just friends with Megan Fox. Like, what? Like, she... She's too beautiful to have a bunch of guy friends. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I'm just kind of speechless at that, at that caveat of the situation. Um, I personally think that she got really bored. She hasn't really been in the public eye a lot recently. Um, And I, I just think she got bored with the situation and, and, and wants to get out and live her life and and do what's necessary and um I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I, I I mean I just don't see how they're just friends. Like I I just I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is the whole thing is is sketchy to say the least. But if I, I don't even know if I'd like to see them as a couple and I'm sure Grace ha- has an opinion on on the whole topic, um, I think she stepped away for a second, but um, that's kind of why I'm rambling. If you're still listening, uh, I, I I just don't know. I, 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 
I, I just have a hard time making it of the whole situation. Brian seems like such a sweet guy. Um, the whole thing is just messy. Um, and Grace, I, I, I mentioned to them that the, uh, I, I just don't. Yeah, I need to step away for a work call for like one second. So I miss like the tail end of no, that. No, no, you're With fine. Involving Machine Gun Kelly, which I'm like, wait, so what did you say? Yeah. I, for anyone that doesn't know, a little behind the scenes of how we record is we record on Skype, but then I I have my own notes, Grace has notes, etc. So I was scrolled over just like going off on Machine Gun Kelly. And then I, I'm like kind of waiting for her because I know she loves Machine Gun Kelly. And then I look and she's not there. No worries. Yeah, I handle. like usually if that happens, we'll like pause. Mm-hmm. But he was in the middle of a no. story. So I didn't want to like. No, that was good. Because usually we can like pause between topics or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, um, the main thing that I'll just that I'll just kind of reiterate is that Brian said on his podcast that he knows for a fact that Megan and Machine Gun Kelly are just friends. And he asked his fans not to show hate to any one of them. And my top, my just thing of the whole thing is no one can just be friends with Megan Fox. Like, have you seen I her? I do. <laughs> and like, and maybe Machine Gun Kelly is just like giving into the hype a little bit. But if you right. look at his Twitter and like what people Ooh. are saying, like he's totally feeding into it. Of course. Like, He's trying so to promote this song. Asked, yeah, he asked them, like, what's your favorite scene from the Bloody Valentine video? And someone sends back a gif of, like, uh, Megan Fox kissing him with duct tape on his lips and, like, mm-hmm. his reaction. Mm-hmm. And he retweeted that one specifically. Like, no others. Oh. Oh. And... Uh, so I was like, okay. So I feel like he's definitely feeding into the hype. Mm-hmm. Which, maybe it's just for promotion purposes, but... Who knows? I know he and Summer Rae are, are no longer together, so it would make sense. I just... I don't know. I, I, I feel bad. Brian seems like such a nice guy. I think she just got bored. She really left the spotlight when she started dating him. Like, we haven't seen much of her in, like, ten years. So... I, I, she was like this mega, again, like you said, sex symbol, star, and then all of a sudden she's like nowhere to be seen, or in my eyes, that's how it was. Um, I know. So but she came back looking the exact way she always has. I'm like, does right? this girl age? She's so beautiful. She she popped out three kids and still looks that way. Oh my god. WTF. How does that work? I don't know. Wait, like, t- I actually don't understand. So, okay, so you think that they are together? I do. Okay. okay. It might just be a fling, but I definitely think they're, like, they've hooked up. Okay. I guess we'll She's we'll She's see. too, like, she's too, like, rocker chick badass. Like, I feel like she just, like, loves the thrill. Yeah, I know. I agree. I don't know. I don't I wouldn't be surprised if she had this little fling and then they just, she and Brian got back together. I don't know. Like, I could so see that happening too, but I definitely think they're like experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all I had to say on that topic. I have one other thing. Yes. Before he announced that she was the girl in the video, he kept like promoting this photo slash like video clip of like a foot stepping on his face on the Uh ground Mm -hmm. and fun fact about machine gun kelly he's pretty open about like having a foot fetish and he said guess whose foot this is on twitter (laughs) (laughs) interesting yeah so just another fun fact i am intrigued by that yeah 
Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my first saved on Instagram was by Halsey. She posted it yesterday. We're recording on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's just like her kind of like a little quarantine series. She has a bikini mirror pic, which body looking snatched and impeccable. Incredible. A sunset pick, a throwback back pick of her on Halloween, a constitutional law book, which I was extremely interested in, mm-hmm. a picture of a quiche, a picture of anime, and a picture of ravioli that she made. Mm. And she like did all these random captions that I think like went with all the different random pictures. Uh-huh. I took my brace off my ankle because it was itchy and now I need to put it back. I made a quiche and fresh spinach, butternut, squash, ravioli. Law is fun but hard. Beautiful <laughs> sky. Can't stop watching Avatar. And judging from the baby pic, I've been dissociating little freak who romanticizes the 70s for my whole life. That's all. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. I love a good post like that. I'm like, is she going all Kim Kardashian on us and studying law? Don't know. Who knows? I'm sure she'll let us know sooner or later. Um, my next one. Why don't I just keep on the topic of men that Grace likes? Um, yes. I don't know how to say her name. Rooney Mara. Is that right? Yeah, we need to talk about this. Yeah, Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix are expecting their first child together. They met on the film of Her in 2013. They were first seen together at Cannes in 2017. And they sparked engagement rumors in 2019 during award season. But we're unclear if they're engaged or not. They're having a baby. Grace probably would have his baby. H- how do you feel? I was really annoyed at the picture that you sent me because the caption said, we're all smiles for Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara or whatever. I'm like, who's we? Because I'm all frowns about this. I'm like, I'm devastated. Not happy. I was really holding out hope that they would break up and he would fall in love with me. But unfortunately, they're having a child together. So if he ever decides (laughs) to marry me, I'll just become a stepmom, which is fine. Like, I'll take it. Whatever. I was about to say, you would be a good stepmom. I would. I would. I agree. Okay, a lot of my saved is, like, regarding things we've already discussed, like, rain on me video Mm -hmm. and um, call her daddy. Mm. And uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, he put... Okay, wait. Here, I have another detail. Mm -hmm. He posted a behind-the-scenes. Like, he clearly took the video, and he's, like, zooming in on her, like, at the scene where they're sitting across the table, and she, like, shoves a donut in his face. Mm -hmm. And he says, donuts are hot. Let's get 10 million views on Bloody Valentine video before the weekend's over. And I'm like, he had to be so excited, like, secretly taking videos on Snapchat that he could go back and look at, like... Yeah. He's he's definitely feeding into the narrative. 1,000%. I mean, I kind of probably would, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know I love to stir the pot, so I can't... Yeah. Um, Okay, I have, oddly, some... um, some parent trap content, which you guys, that's like the iconic movie starring Lindsay Lohan where she played twins. I'm not sure what year it was from, but you know the movie. Don't pretend like you don't. Um, there's just been some good good content this week that I've just been a little, a little shook over. So first of all, 
uh, Chrissy Teigen posted a photo of Luna with a lizard on her face. And, um, like, it was just a cute picture. Um, and Elaine for Animals, who played Meredith, the stepmom on the parent trap commented and said, did, did Lindsay Lohan take you camping? Because if you remember, Lindsay Lohan puts a lizard on her face in the movie and it goes in her mouth and while they're camping and it like screams. I don't know. Really funny to me. Um, and then also the creator of uh, Parent Trap posted a photo of her and I'm going to send, do you like this movie, Grace, Parent Trap? I love this movie. Okay, I just sent you Nancy Myers. She posted a picture, um, and the caption is, I have met some hashtag, or sorry, I have some hashtag parent trap news to share next week. Hashtag, it's going to be fun, not a sequel. Sorry. But there might be some type of parent trap reunion, which I would be so lit about. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. I live for a good parent trap content, so I just had to, to share with it's you guys. Classic. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay, my next one was posted by Erica Girardi. Um, she's the pretty mess on Instagram. She's a Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. Probably my favorite. Ooh. Probably, I would say. Okay. And she posted a picture with um, Candy and Cynthia from the Real Housewives of Atlanta because Erica is originally from Atlanta. And she said, you like these Georgia peaches? You mad you can't compete with. And oh. it, just, it was just such a fire photo. And the other thing I loved about it was that Melissa Gorga, my favorite housewife from New Jersey, commented and said, my girls. Mm. So it was just like housewife overload. I geek out on them so hard. I know. I know you love that. Especially Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, my next one is... Some update with a fry festival. Who would have thought we'd be talking about that in 2020 during a My pandemic? God. But here Not we are. Me. Kendall Jenner has agreed to pay nearly 100k for fry for fire festival promotions. Back in 2017, um, she and several other models were paid to promote the festival. She was paid a quarter of a million dollars for one now deleted Instagram post. Um, in the post, the reason why she's having to pay so much and caught up in this is because of the language in the post, the text of the post. She was encouraging fans to come. She alluded that Kanye was going to be there. Uh, she, there were some spe different speculations that obviously did not happen, whether they were initially planned or not. You guys know how that went. Um, uh, they, uh, in, uh, influencers in general were paid, uh, as a total over $2.25 million total. Wow. Uh, I might've butchered that a little bit, but just to reiterate their budget for influencers, I don't know, I wouldn't even call it a budget, but they paid a group of influencers total $2.25 million. Crazy. Um, of those influencers, you had Haley Bieber, you had Bella Hadid, you have Emily Ratajkowski. Um, Haley donated all the money she made to charity. Bella has apologized, and Emily's case is um, headed towards mediation. I don't know if Bella and Haley 
are having to have a lawsuit. I'm not sure. But um, it's all very interesting. Billy Eichner, who was in charge of the Fire Festival, who is now in char in prison for fraud for six years, um, requested to be released from prison due to COVID-19, and his request was denied. So that's a little Fire Festival update. And Kenny just shoved out 100K like it was nothing. Wow. Truly wow. Could never relate. <laughs> yep. Okay, this one you actually sent to me today, and this was almost my topic of the week, but I was so confused about it the first time that I decided, you know what, let's actually talk about something that I understand. But E! News posted today, hashtag Riverdale couple Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt have called it quits after three years together. Mm. Well, guys, I don't know what to believe on this because they had the same headline. What was it, Kate? Like half a year ago? Mm-hmm. Last summer. Last summer? Okay, so like a year ago of them breaking up and then they were trolling the internet even though like they were the ones that created the rumors that right. they were broken up and then like acted right. like they weren't and everyone was all really confused and it really annoyed me. Yeah. And now they are again and I'm like, well, is it another joke? Because... Time for a new one. It's ridiculous. It's like, it's just like a circulation. It's like when the press is bored, they put out Lily and Cole have broken up. I have no idea if it's true or not. We always say on here where there's smoke, there's fire. But honestly, I'm tired of seeing it because I like them as a couple and it just, it makes no sense to me that this is such a constant thing in the press. Oh my God. I know. Uh, my prediction and, and on the whole thing? Like, look. At this point, no one cares that you're broken up because you did the trolling thing last year. Right, right, so, right. Right. If you and, want my sympathy, you're not going to get it. Yeah, and my thing, or my prediction, I'm just going to tell you, is that, uh, you know, Riverdale's entering season five. They're doing a time jump. One of them is going to leave this show before it is finished. Mark my words. They're... I don't know. I don't even know if they're broken up or what the situation is, but one of them is going to get tired of this show. Even in interviews and them talking about it and stuff, they seem like they're already over it. I mean, they were super young when they signed that contract, and obviously the show's been really successful. But you and I both know on these teen dramas, uh, you know, example Gossip Girl, example Vampire Diaries, example One Tree Hill. These teens get this larger-than-life personality, and then they're like, I, don't, I can't stay in this little teen drama anymore, and then they leave, and nothing becomes of their life. So I really hope that that's not the case for Lily and Cole. I hope they will stay on the show and appreciate it, what it is and, and its worth, but I just have a feeling that their relationship is going to be too messy and that something's going to happen, and I don't know. Or I could see them filming and getting back together. Either way, you're totally right. Who even knows? I'm so sick of this. It's right. either be together or don't. It's so dumb. Um, I was surprised that this next thing that I wanted to mention made headlines, but I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. So Kelly Ripa obviously lives in New York City, films her show live with Kelly and Ryan every day, five days a week in New York City. Um, they've been doing the show remotely from home, and of course, you, obviously you can't tell where they are. You just assume they're at their actual homes. Well, right. last week it came out that this whole time, Kelly Ripa has been quarantining with her family at a home in the Caribbean. 
Wait, what? Right? And I've watched I've watched Kelly and Ron some and you really can't tell that they're at like this it also like I'm just I'm just thinking about like time difference. Like I don't know. The whole thing seems odd. Yeah. Um, That's so not what I was picturing. Yeah, her three adult kids are there with her and her husband three days after they arrived, which you have to remember a lot of people were on spring break whenever uh quarantine went into effect. So they arrived, and then three days later, the whole world changed, she said. Um, And there really wasn't a safe and easy way for them to get back to New York. It was supposed to originally be a two-week trip. Mark's parents and her parents were set to join them, and they didn't end up making it because of the coronavirus. Um, And they're still there. That like even people with that amount of money and privilege like can't even get back. Right, I know. Like that's wild. I mean, they probably could, but like. Right. But I mean, that's considered international, and right now, I don't know if there are very many international flights coming in and out. I have no idea. I mean, you know, they flew private, but still. But still, very interesting. It's just it, the whole thing is interesting, and I think. And they just don't want to go back to New York because that's like. Right. Right. Really hot no. 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 Me. Right. And I mean, they have a Hamptons home. Have home other places. <laughs> right. Um, they have a home in the Hamptons, and I, I, I was doing some research trying to figure out if this is their home that they own in the Caribbean, or what. Mm-hmm. Some people said they were renting. Some people said it was their home. I have no idea, but it's just right. fun fact. Very interesting. Okay. My next one, Cade also sent me this morning, and I was shooketh. So, you guys know TikTok's taken the world by storm, and... um. So, oh gosh. Basically, there's two houses, the Hype House and the Sway House. Those are like the big where the big stars live. And I do feel like they're always having scandals, the people. Always. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they're just in that kind of dumb teenage age where you make mistakes, but they I mean, yeah. have millions of people watching them. It's right. right. It'd be the same well, if I, it, if we were stuck in one of those houses at that age. I mean, same thing. Right. It's kind of inevitable, but mm-hmm. unfortunate. So, I guess the members of the Sway House went... I feel so, like, old saying that for some reason. <laughs> but, um, went on a cross-country road trip mm-hmm. and um, got pulled over. And two of the members, members, group, members of the group, I guess, mm-hmm. got arrested. Bryce Hall and Jaden Hostler. I don't really know Jaden Hostler too well. I've seen his face on their TikToks. I'm more familiar with Bryce. Grace, they- Grace. Um, he sings that song, Angels and Demons. And all oh, really? these angels and demons are shouting and screaming and falling. Yeah, you know. Which one, Which one sings that? Jaden. How did I not know that? WTF. Now okay. Do. So that's who he is. Interesting. Okay, so basically they were both drug charges. Um, um, Bryce's was marijuana, which is less intense or extreme. They're both released on bail. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jaden's was not just marijuana. That's all we know. We don't know what it was, but he had more and um, not just weed. Yeah. So their mugshots are out. There were jokes saying they <laughs> won the mugshot challenge. <laughs> so many funny and- jokes. Um, I guess like Bryce tweeted before the, um, 
road trip, like time to break the internet again. They're like, I guess this is what he meant. Well, uh, the whole thing is interesting because, first of all, it's not all, like I, I read some different reports today to see if it was true. It's not all of the Sway House. So, like, I read a thing earlier and it was like, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so were there. Well, like, Griffin Johnson, who dates Dixie D'Amelio, Charlie D'Amelio's sister, he posted a TikTok yesterday about how he and some other guy didn't go. But they lit, the article I read listed them there. So, you know, oh, there's, there's some conflicting reports, but you're totally right. The two that got arrested were Bryce and Jaden. They got arrested in Texas, which is really funny and been confusing to people because a few weeks ago, if you remember, they went down and visited uh, and had an Airbnb outside of Dallas for like a few days Mm -hmm. and then flew back to California. And then they started their road trip. So some people were kind of confused about that. They thought it was still the same trip, but totally different. Um, I don't know. The whole thing, I'm confused because there were several people with them. So how did these two only get a charge? I know. I was thinking about that too. Like, was it physically on them? Did people have to own up to things? Like, I'm wondering how that went down too. Right. Um, The, it was in Lee County was where they were arrested, which I have no idea where that is. Um, I want to say Houston area from what I was reading on uh Twitter. Um, I mean, of course, there were footage of people that saw them, like, get arrested. I mean, really, really, really crazy. Um, I did read that um, the the charge that you were talking about for Jaden, that's more serious than just marijuana. Earlier, I found a list of what it could be, but I I lost it somehow. But one of the things that stuck out to me was ecstasy. Oh, yeah. That's pretty intense for a road trip. Yeah, the gram, uh, like the grams, the amount that they had or uh, that Jaden had, like was less than things like like, uh, like cocaine and whatnot, but more than marijuana. So it's like hallucinogenitives or whatever that word is. So Interesting. I don't know. These kids are young. They've got a big following and it makes me nervous. Also, why that? Thanks. F, are they doing a cross-country road trip in the middle of a pandemic? I know. I w- they were definitely getting um, yeah. crap too. Before they even went. They should have just taken that as it was. And I don't know. Bryce Hall is like, people love him, but he seems real ditzy to me. To put it nicely. Yeah, problematic. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, my next one, Grace, we have to talk about this. I just need... Okay, first of all, Chloe posted a picture. Chloe Wait, Kardashian. this is going to be my next one. Let's talk about okay. it. Okay, Chloe Kardashian posted a photo. And first of all, I love the look. She got a new haircut. It's more like blonde and brown. And she looks very different, but very good. Yeah, the hair is good. But the first photo, the face tune is unimaginably awful. Yeah. She messed up on that face tune big time. She doesn't even look like Khloe Kardashian. And you could literally, if you're a Kardashian, you could send this to the most Photoshop expert and say, fix my nose, fix my jawline, and they would make it look incredible. But you're botching on face tune? Come on, girl. No, exactly. It's, It's just not. Also, it makes me worried 
because it makes me feel like Chloe doesn't have the confidence that I need her to have. Yeah. And then, to make matters worse, Tristan freaking commented on it. This is what I, we need to talk about. And, and, and by the way, the caption is location mm-hmm. under bitch's skin. Right. And then Tristan comments and says, baddie, heart emoji. P.S. I'm all for the caption. Firework, fire emoji, arm pump, like nostril And I want flare. her to say, listen, sweetie, we're not a team. Like he's trying to act like it's them against the world. Right. And that's really annoying me. Me too. Me freaking too. I don't know. Ugh. The whole thing. I mean, she looks great, but she it's not her. And I hate that for her. I hate that for her too. I really do. Okay, my next one. Okay, Ari- Ariana Grande posted a lot of pictures that I really uh-huh. want to talk about, but this one, the caption really got me. I feel like I love her and Lady Gaga together so much because they're both small Italian pop sensations. Uh-huh. And I didn't make that connection until this collaboration, and she posted a selfie. This was prior to the release, and she said, One time I met a woman who knew pain the w- same way I did, who cried as much as I did, drank as much wine as I did, ate as much pasta as I did, and whose heart was bigger than her whole body. She immediately felt like a sister to me. She then held my hand and invited me into the beautiful world of Chromatica, and together we got to express how beautiful and healing it is to motherfucking cry. I hope this makes you all feel as uplifted as it does for us both. I love you, Lady Gaga, you stunning superwoman. Mm. I that caption like ten times. Yeah, it was good. It was a good caption. Really sweet, and Lizzo commented like, Girl, you wrote this from your heart or something. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, my next one, Reese Witherspoon posted this side-by-side photo of her in Legally Blonde with her dog in a robe and Mindy Ke- Keeling, I think it's how you say her last name, um, mm-hmm. in a robe, very similar, with a stuffed dog, and Reese captioned it, Great news alert, some things are meant to be. I'm so excited to have Mindy Kaling um and hashtag Don Gore writing legally blonde three. This is hashtag L Woods approved. And then Mindy commented and said, Should I play L? Um, really funny. But Reese has talked a lot about how she wants to do a third one, and so um this is exciting that there's one on the way. And Mindy, who's like such a comedic genius, is writing it. Wow. That's everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this is my last one. Okay, but cool. Kylie Jenner posted a video of Stormy and I think Dream. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, I little... think. Oh, okay. Chicago. In, in the wagon? Stroller... Yeah, 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 yeah. In this yeah. little stroller wagon. They keep touching the top of each other's head and giggling and it's mm-hmm. just total cuteness overload. Um, lots of Kardashian content this past week saved, mm-hmm. but that was one of my faves. And Stormy like says something about like your hair is pretty or something. It's, it's really sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, I'll just list off a couple of last ones that I have, if that's good with you. Okay. Um, Kristen Cavallari, we've talked about her and her husband's divorce. She posted last week and said. As I start this new chapter in my life, I've decided not to continue with Very Cavalry. I'm absolute, I've absolutely loved my time filming and I'm so grateful to E! Entertainment for making this journey possible. To the fans, I can't thank you enough for all your support and for keeping me all and for keeping up with me all these years. I love you guys. Um, I read a thing that she was the one that decided to cancel the show. E! didn't cancel it. 
Um, honestly, E probably wanted her to have one because I knew people would watch after her divorce. Um, I don't know. I thought that caption, if you're one of these fans that's kept up with her for all these years, I would be pissed at the way that she's just like, bye. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, she, I feel like... I don't know what I wanted her to do, but I feel like if I if you're a real fan, you were probably disappointed in that situation. Um, the next one that I wanted to mention, um, I have a couple more. Oh gosh, yeah, I have a couple more. Okay, um, uh, Kate Walsh, who played um, Derek Shepard's wife on Grey's Anatomy, for all you Grey's fans, um, it was like the twentieth anniversary or something. Um, sorry, 15 years. She posted a meme, and the meme is two pictures, and it says, My Plans, and it's Ellen Pompeo and Derek, like, them in the show, like, talking, flirting. It's from that iconic scene whenever Meredith Grey finds out that Derek has a wife this whole time. Kate Walsh plays the wife. And then, so, it's it says, My Plans, and it's the same scene, and it's Ellen and Derek talking, and then 2020, and it's Kate Walsh walking up and shaking Ellen, aka Meredith Gray's hands. So like, here's your plan. Oh yeah. That's everything. And she said, Unreal that today marks fifteen years ago to the day since this little lady walked onto your screen and checked you for screwing her husband. Hashtag Gray's Anatomy. And Patrick Dempsey commented with three clapping emojis. Super good. Um, okay, I need to talk to you guys about this because it's just necessary. On Sunday night, Taylor Swift posts this, like, visual video thing on her Instagram story saying she loves the cover of Jack Leopard and the Dolphin Club's um, cover of her song, Look What You Made Me Do. Um, and basically, if you scroll down, uh, and so she posted that video and said, very stoked about this cover of Look What You Made Me Do on Killing Eve by Jack Leopard and the Dolphin Club. So basically, they're going to use that song, that cover of that song on the Killing Eve promo. Killing Eve is a huge show with Sandra Oh. Um, and if you scroll down to the producers, it's produced by Jack Antonoff, who's worked with Taylor for years. And it's just a pop lyrical genius. And then Niels Swordsberg, which for anyone that doesn't know, Niels Swordsberg is Taylor Swift's pseudonym that she uses when she writes songs sometimes. She, really? Yes. So she wrote, look what, um, uh, look what, or this is what you came for by Rihanna and Calvin Harris. Mm-hmm. And in all the credits, it was Neil Schwartzberg, not Taylor Swift, because at the time Taylor was dating Calvin and Calvin didn't want people to know that Taylor had written the song. Anyway. Wait, I never knew that. Yes. On the, in the look what you made me do music video in the very beginning, one of the tombs in the graveyard says Neil Schwartzberg. Um, no, super interesting. So the fact that it's produced by Jack and Niels, aka Taylor Swift, and it's sung by Jack Leopards and the Dolphin Club. I, I'll also the cover art. I'm going to send this to you guys. The cover art is an old photo of Taylor's brother Austin Swift, and so basically it's ta- it's Austin and a band, which could potentially be Taylor, doing this cover of "Look What You Made Me Do." That's going on the Killing Eve soundtrack because Scooter Braun and Scott Bruchet own the reputation rights and she cannot use it 
without them getting a cut. So like if she was to use 2017 Look What You Made Me Do on the Killing Eve soundtrack, they would get a cut of the profits. How funny. What a savage. So she and her brother formed this band and basically just redid this version of Look What You Made Me Do so that Killing Eve could use it. And back, I think I think it was on a Q&A or an interview. Uh, or yeah, it was Ellen's Burning Questions. She was asked what her favorite TV show was and she said Killing Eve. Oh my God. So isn't that's, that funny? That's everything. She just reworked the system, bitches. Totally. Um, Queen of testing the system. Right. Shout out to Neil Schwarzberg. Um, Okay. Uh, The last... Okay. uh, Sorry. I told you I had so many. Um, One that I saw today that was really funny. We've been in quarantine longer than Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphrey's marriage. Mode. That's funny. My therapist says, posted that. Um, Another one. I just got to talk for a second about this video of J-Law. Not J-Law. J-Lo outside dancing in the pool. First of all, their backyard is pristine. Second of all, it's like the rain. You can see it so well. It's so beautiful. She's like dancing around. Then she jumps in the pool and A-Rod captioned it. Life isn't about waiting for a storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain or jump in the pool. Oh my um, God. Wait, that's so sweet. And then of course he plugged her show coming back on NBC World of Dance. He said, maybe you'll see a dance like this on at NBC World of Dance tonight. Uh, also, they've both done some interviews recently and confirmed that they're having to postpone their wedding and they're really sad about it. So that's an update on that. Um, a few other things. Demi Lovato's boyfriend's tweet. Did you see this, Grace? No. Is it going to annoy me? No. So okay. she's dating uh, Max Erich mm-hmm. on October 3rd, 2011. He tweeted... Um, my cover of Demi Lovato's Skyscraper. Spread love, light, and positivity. And then he linked the YouTube link. Then someone said, replied and said, would you make a song with Demi? Keep in mind, this is 2011. They're dating in 2020. He said, she's incredible, of course. And then he also tweeted um, on the 8th of 2018, happy B-Day, Demi Lovato. You have, we have you in our prayers. And then in 2000, going back to 2011, on December 26th, he tweeted, All I wanted for Christmas was Demi Lovato. Hashtag can't always get what you want. Um, he tweeted out. Yeah. He, he tweeted and said, Demi Lovato just came on Spotify Shuffle. Really hope she's doing well. Sending prayers her way. This is obviously during her rehab stint, etc. Basically, I just wanted to mention that to manifest that in 2011, he wanted Demi Lovato. And in 2020, he got her. And that's why we manifest over here. <laughs> Amen. Um, this came through the horn. I don't know why I just said it like that. Um, as we were recording, and I just wanted to mention it, a video resurfaced of Jimmy Fallon doing blackface on SNL in the year 2000. Fans are very upset, obviously trying to cancel him. And he tweeted just a little bit ago at 3.58 and said, In 2000, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do an, a, an impersonation of Chris Walk." Chris Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this. I'm very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision and thank you all for holding me accountable. I hate when people go back and pull up stuff from the past. Like, I don't know. I agree, especially because it was such a different world. Like, the jokes made in Friends are hilarious, but they would never fly today. No. And that was 90s, early 2000s. Like, 
not that like blackface hasn't been okay for years, but like everyone had access to this for the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. And why is it just now being brought up? Because someone wants to be a social justice warrior. Right. No, exactly. At the expense of someone else. Yeah. We didn't, Grace and I discussed this and we decided it wasn't really relevant to each of us, but a topic that we uh, left out this week was Doja Cat is in some hot water for something she tweeted back in the day. And I totally agree with what you're saying, Grace. I'm tired of it. Yes, it's annoying. It's very annoying. Um, I have two quick things. If I ever get famous, I'm deleting my Twitter because I'm not going to have people pulling up shit I said when I was 13. Right. Point blank, period. Chase Stokes from Outer Banks, someone pulled up a tweet of his that wasn't that bad, but people were running with it, and he deleted everything. He, he like, cleaned out everything. He was like, I'm not doing this. Just because I'm all of a sudden I do in the... I the same thing. Yeah, just because he's in the public eye now doesn't mean... You have the People right. Relentless, like it's like, oh, yeah. new famous person. Let's search his entire Twitter. Like, yeah. grow up. Yeah. Uh, two very very quick things. I just want to make mention that Scott and Courtney have taken the kids to Utah for a getaway during quarantine. Uh, today is Scott's birthday, and he's spending it with Courtney and his kids in Utah while Sophia is at home. Do with that information what you will. Um, and then lastly, Kelsey Ballerini. This is just my mood. Uh, Instagrammed a picture today of her in her car with a nice little setup of Chick-fil-A and said, have I been treating myself to a weekly date at Chick-fil-A drive-thru? Yes. It's my highlight of 2020. Why isn't there a nug emoji? Such a mood. I love my dates at Chick-fil-A each week. This episode was stacked. But let me just say about this Kelsey Ballerini thing because Mm -hmm. my friends also sent it and I'm like, how come when I do that it's depression, but when she does it it's iconic? Uh Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. True. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Yeah. Um. Wow. Well, guys, sorry for the long episode. Hollywood's clearly picking up. I'm nervous about it. Whatever. I know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, it was fun. Um, if this is too stacked for you, fast forward to the parts you don't like. Whatever. Exactly. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. I'm going to order Mexican food. Yum, I'm hungry. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs)